Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So, I have an interesting question for you. All right. So, I know you're you're not as much of a football watcher these days, but um, the pass seems to have become king. Uh, what would you say the pass-to-run ratio is in the NFL today? Oh, that's a great question. All right, so the run-pass ratio for yeah. Andy Reid <laughs> – when I was so when I was like a when when I was at my peak football watching fandom, yeah, people yeah. would get hot. They would get hot. We've had this conversation before several times too. I remember your stance. Yeah, when it was six to four, people would get hot. People yeah. people would get hot. So sixty forty, people would be upset. So I'm gonna guess that Andy Reid was ahead of his time, mm-hmm. and that we're at like. Sixty-one thirty-nine today. Like, yeah, we're a little higher. Wow, you know, we're we're a little <laughs> higher. Uh, I was this season. It's like close to almost seventy thirty. Just watching my. Uh, it's not even a little higher. Yeah, yeah, that's like ten it, plays a game. Yeah, it, it's, five to ten it's, plays a game. The amount of passing. I'll give you this one. The. <laughs> The New England Patriots played last night. I believe they rushed the ball. I got it right. I had it earlier. I believe they rushed the ball, I think it was six times the whole did game. They, did they win? Uh, almost. They got close. They, they did not win. They they lost by, I think, two. I think, I think they lost by two. Yeah, they lost by two. And, yeah, so – so they rushed the ball. They threw the ball 40 times. Oh, my goodness. And they ran the ball legitimately. Like, with a running back, like your traditional style running, they ran it uh, five times. Then they had – And so the two two quarterback draws. Well, some jet sweeps. So they had uh, uh, a couple wide receivers, a jet sweep. So their total run plays were eight total run plays. The Eagles earlier that day, like you can go to the NFL, it's crazy. The Eagles earlier that day, you want to guess what their pass, their run pass percentage was? This uh, is going two weeks in a row. Ooh, let's do both <clears throat> games. Let, I'll put it to you this way. Here, have a look. I'm, this is real quick, and then we'll move on. Because statistically, I think it's just really interesting. Because I got no, a follow-up question. It's outrageous that it would shift that much because I remember how upset everybody would be. People would be upset if it was, if Andy Reid threw the ball more than, you know, 55% of the time, people Mm -hmm. were really upset. And they they were actually upset when he threw it 55% of the time, but they were letting it slide. Yeah, yeah. So the last two weeks, Jalen Hurts has dropped back for, for, let's say, the Eagles last – There you go. I'll put it this way. The Eagles, the last two weeks, have ran about roughly about 120 plays. Okay. How many of those 120 plays? Just just thinking about it is crazy. How many of those 120 plays do you think were runs? Realistically, I think 30. Like, I think that that's a reasonable number. No, my friend. No. (laughs) There were... uh, a total of three runs last week and a total of 10 runs this week. They ran 13, 13 runs 
out of 120. 13 called runs. Their running backs have ran the ball 13 times out of 120 plays. So do they do a lot of like pitches, a lot of shovels, a lot of short drops? Like Uh, a lot of the lot of the wide receiver screen game and you know stuff like that, sweep passes, jet sweep stuff like that is what they're incorporating. A lot of lot of to the edge. But to me, the real interesting thing is that what hasn't changed in the NFL is that in order to score, you need to run the ball. In order to score, one of the best red zone teams in the NFL, I think they might be the best red zone team in the NFL, is the Baltimore Ravens. Because the Baltimore Ravens has the ability to run the ball at will whenever they want. And they score every time they get in the red zone. Like, it's just automatic. So, in the NFL, you can move the ball 80 yards by passing. Yes. But... The last five or ten yards, good luck. You got to be able to run the ball. So you Jim know. Johnson was right and way ahead of his time. Yes, Ben, but don't break. break. Yes, <laughs> and that and that's what most of the NFL is all about. So you know, I say that as I equate that to us and just you know the processes, right? Like sometimes people get so caught up with the results of like. The passing game, you know, this whole idea of the quarterback and the pass being king and, you know, times are changing and all that, you know, nonsense. And the reality of it is, is that the teams that can stop the run and run the ball every year, those are the teams that win the Super Bowl every year. You know, it's like in business, you get, you know, like, I, you know, not that we're like these savvy businessmen, you know, it feels a little weird saying that, but as we transition over to like the book, it's like, it's an, it's important. He says a point of like, you know, at one point in a book, he talks about um, selling your, uh, your revenues, you know, like if you're a business that has like three different things, uh, options on a website and he talks about like. But you, but you really need to make sure that you're 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 pushing and funneling your customer to what brings you revenue. You know what I mean? And being clear in your messaging and stuff like that. And I think what the NFL has done with this passing game is that like passing doesn't put points on the board. Like the, the Dallas Cowboys had the most more yards than just about any team. Over uh, two years ago in the history of the NFL, but they were average scoring. Like, because passing is not what actually wins the game for you. It gets you down there, but when you get down there, you got to be able to run the ball. The Eagles told you that in 2017. But, and same thing when, with me and how I think about that with building a website. Like, you know, you, you can put all of these bells and whistles together. But if, if it doesn't lead, to, if you don't have an add a cart button, exactly, exactly, and that's what it made me think. Watching the Eagles, they don't have an add the cart button. They don't have a buy now button. They don't have any of that. It's just all these stories and texts and all of these unnecessary things on their on their football web page right now. That's leading to 
you had all these yards. They had twice as many yards as Kansas City. Kansas City had 42 points. The Eagles, they had, what, 30, but seven of it was like, you know, garbage. typical NFL garbage stuff. They they had 23 when it mattered because they couldn't score in the red zone. You know what Kansas City did in the red zone? Ran the ball. <laughs> Threw the ball a little bit, ran the ball a little bit. They <clears throat> mixed it up. Yeah, man, yeah. it's interesting that, like, it's interesting that the we were talking before the show, and uh, you know we we were coming up with like a sports sort of. It's interesting how sports is a really good. It can be it can be that's not all perfect, but it can be a really great way to like evaluate a thing in life through sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally get why people do that, and I do it myself because it makes perfect sense, right? Like mm-hmm. this was our final chapter of story brand, and a lot of what I heard are like all the sort of like coaching tropes in in sports history. Right. Like, um, so this, this week he was doing, uh, like the, the tools to get the story brand methodology going. Like here's a quick marketing playbook that you can use. And the thing that he did, like the first thing he did was like, let's have a clear brand script that we say every time. And then I think about Andy Reid and like every time he would come out and he would say, first thing he would say is these are the injuries mm-hmm. every time. It mm-hmm. didn't matter what the situation was. didn't matter what the game was. He came out and he did injuries first. And it like that consistency, that reliability, that thing has this weird value that transfers. And when you work at a company or in a store or on a small team, where you have like, we're this, we're about this, and you're like, and you hold it, and it's always there. It really does impact over time. It doesn't happen immediately, right? Right. You've you've heard plenty of times where we're going to be about this, and then two weeks later, it's something else. But a clear brand script is what this guy was calling it, and I was like, dude, that really, it really does matter. Like having a clear, this is what we're about. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Like whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it, so one of the chapters, you know, as we go into the book, I think we had uh, the last three chapters. And uh, one of the ones I, I would probably say was my favorite chapter in this book was um, first chapter was building a better website. And that one to me, I think, just fit perfectly where where i'm at and and as we build our business here with 2400 movement um and then chapter 13 was using story brand to transform company culture also helpful for me because it speaks to where i'm at at work and then the story brand marketing roadmap which i think we both agree was like meaty as ever and had a lot of good information and almost feels like something i probably am going to have to dive back into you know and and kind of down the road as I continue to build the strategy for the business going forward. But, you know, I just had a couple points. Uh, building a building a better website. So he had this five-point strategy to build a better website. So, you know, the first one was offer um, offer above the fold. So as you explained to me before, it's, it's about, like, the newspaper industry where, you know, when Dad would read that first half, which was, like, the, the half that you saw when you went and picked it up off the newsstand. You know, you read that, that's the above the fold. You know, that's that's where you want to put, you know, the, the I guess the biggest and most impactful phrase or statement or 
whatever it is you you want to go up there you want to catch their eye that's with the that. thing that you're trying to tell them whatever it is that you want to tell the customer that's where you want it yeah that's the head it's shot dude it's shocking how many stores and companies and blah 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 like screw that up you go to their website and you look at their thing and you're like i don't even know what that means yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not for you sometimes it's not for you and you don't know what it means but most of the time it's just because they did a bad yeah. job yeah no and, and and that was what i got out of that is he talked about you know there's three things that you want to try and do with that is you want to you know promise to help them reach their goal you know you want to promise to solve a problem of theirs or you want to make sure they know exactly what you do like we, those three steps so i think those are all three things that super helpful um for me the other one that i've been using a lot man i've been using this term people probably think i'm crazy my wife included i'm using it at home with the kids is call to action i just think that's like dope man i think it it you know it sums up like it's just something that is it sums up kind of like what are we doing this for you know, like, what are we doing this for? And I, so, you know, you know, where I work, one of the artists was making a sign. They were like, hey, what should we put on the back of this sign? We were going to hang it from the ceiling. You know, you know what season it is. So we're bringing some attention to that season. And, and they're like, what do we put on the back of the sign? I'm like, we got to put a call to action on that sign. That, that was the term I used to. Got to put a call to action on the sign. We got to tell them, you know, holidays here. You know what I mean? Like, we got to tell them, we got to tell them. You know, like, hey, come to this aisle because it has all those holiday snacks and goodies that you're looking for. You know what I mean? So it, to me, that that resonates so much with me. It's call to action. Three was uh, images of success. So, you know, when, you, when you're putting together your page, he's talking about like show, showing like moments of success, whether it's people, you know, having success using your product. Um, you having success, you know, but just moments of success, you know, whether that's outcomes of using the product and what it could look like. Um, you know, that was one here was uh four was, uh, um, a bite-sized view of, of rev screen. So basically that was what I talked about earlier, which is like, you know, what's making you money that, that thing needs to be a focal point of your website and you need to funnel your customers to that thing. You know, you don't want to be telling like three, you know, one of our mistakes is the seasonings was what made us money, but we spun probably way more time talking about how we want to give back and, and it confused the audience for our website. So we got to like get to focusing on what's that rep screen, you know? Um, and then uh, lastly was very few words, you know, phrases, not paragraphs, just, you know, very few, few words. So. All yeah, five you, things that you, I'm going to put in the works, right? If you like go to the Processes Black and White website, <clears throat> it's the opposite of that, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like massive amount of words. And it's because, well, first of all, I didn't do a design. I just like, I literally just like kind of winged it. <clears throat> so it's got that going for it. But, um, you know, it, it, it makes like when I'm thinking about the web, like oh, the show's website and I'm thinking about this, like the only thing I really got right is at the very beginning, it's like, if you would enjoy this, you would enjoy this show. <laughs> like that's yeah. the, if you like this, you would enjoy this show. So at least I identified like if you're this person, you want this. That's the only thing I got right from from his list. And I remember th <laughs> I remember listening to that and thinking like, oh man, I got to do something about this website. 
Yeah. I'm but not I mean, going to do anything about the website for a hot minute, probably. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, nah, we, we'll get there. But what it does do, though, that, like listening to that chapter is one thing I love about this book is in the beginning, there's very clear, you know, direction, steps that you can take, right? And he kind of gets in and he starts telling the, the, the story once he builds all the characters and whatnot. And he starts kind of putting together the story. And at that point, I feel like that's probably a, it was a little bit of a low in the book. I think mm-hmm. we talked about it maybe two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But then he leaves you with this climax of like actual steps that you can truly take, you know, to, to immediately improve whatever it is that you're doing. And this one right here, to me, all of this makes sense. It's all stuff that we're working on, tweaking our website, actually doing a whole new theme to the website. And I'm going to use every last one of these steps when building that theme. I feel like I can build a 10 times better website now than I could prior to reading this book, like in in this particular chapter. You know what would be interesting is to go back to... You know, we had those like four episodes where you were asking me questions about how to build a website, and I was kind of like giving you answers, but you had never actually built a website before, so you didn't have yeah. like really any idea how that would work. And <clears throat> I wonder how on target I was for this sort of stuff. Yeah, right. I would like if we listen back, like I wonder how on target. Probably I was pretty close on some. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would say know? so. I would uh, say so. Because I was probably like, I always have an add to cart button in the frame. Because I, I, I know that that was like one of the one of the, one of the things that I would change about people's websites, and it would it would improve their conversions a ton. Um, in the in the final chapter of this week's uh, or the, of this book, he talks about um, like a uh, a story brand methodology that you can apply, you know, without having to go to any of his courses. He kind of like gives you here's what you need to do. He's like, you need to create a, a clear brand script, a simple website, some kind of lead generator. And the, the examples he had of that were uh, like have a PDF or a YouTube video or a talk or something like that that would get you inbound leads. An automated email campaign. He talks a lot about that. And then uh, some kind of sales letter that like actually tries to close people at the end. Um, any reflections on that i realized that that's kind of like i, I realized you got sucked in by the whole website you know revamp your website version um yeah but any any sort of uh reflections on, on that last piece yeah i you know when, when he was talking about uh i don't know which one of these was it the first um building a story brand or what when he talks about the one-liner um i think that was in his story brand part it was of a, it, it it's a clear right. brandscape. It's the very first yeah. thing. That yeah, it's the very first thing. So, you know, and I and I know listening to that, it got me to thinking. And it's funny that you say I was I was I had got so locked in on a build a better website that I definitely got locked in to like, oh, that's my homework. Cause when I'm reading, I usually walk away with like, oh, that's my homework. And out of that next two chapters, the only thing that I really took away like that, that's my homework was the building you know building that one liner i mean uh, coming up with that one liner you know and he even talks about how you know get five bucks if you're in the in the office yep. and you know you you anyone who can you can restate that one liner you give them five bucks it's, you know cost you maybe a thousand bucks but it'd be the, the greatest investment that you've ever made but the importance of that one liner you know is is one of those things that 
I took away as like homework. Like, all right, I need to do that. I, I we need to get that one liner, you know. So, I was thinking about, about that. I, I, so I, I was easily as hooked to the to the you know, I now I can't even remember what he called it to the clear brand script, the one line. Mm -hmm. I was easily as hooked as you are. Um, because like there's, I didn't know it about me, but I really like that consistency thing that we were talking earlier about with Andy Reed. Uh, we were talking about those meetings that I have every two weeks. Like I like this, like no matter what, you know what to expect, you're going to do this thing. And you know, I don't want it all the time, but like having these rhythms, these like check-ins, whatever you want to call them, these things that you can go to and say like, this is what we're about. I love that. Like, you know I, what it is? Hmm. It's the human version of, of like credit. You know, it, it's credit. It's, it's, it's a FICO score, but it's just, the, it's the human version of a FICO score. It's right. when you're, when you're consistent and dependable, you know, it's just like a, you know, a lender looking at, all right, do he pay his bills on time? Is he, you know, is he getting in too much debt? Is he, is he writing too many checks that he can't really cash? Is he, you know, like all of that is like, that's the human version of a FICO store. It's score. like a trust. It's like this, mm -hmm. like proven history of yep. this is that. Yeah. And so like having that clear brand script, dude, it, it's something that it's turned out that I really value. Um, and I didn't necessarily know it. And I'm, and I'm thinking about it, like, for me, I was like, well, what do, you know, what is it that I'm trying to do, right? Like, I got this weird podcast, I have a job, I'm teaching my wife to code, like, what is it that I'm trying to do? And so, as far as I've gotten so far is, I make and sell assets on the internet. And that's it. <laughs> because I need to figure that out for me so that I can kind of like have a thing like, Oh, what do I do? I make and sell assets on the internet. Like that make, that makes sense to me. It's a little bit only for me right now. Right? Like I don't think I could share it with other people and have them necessarily in it. Like what's an asset would be the first question that I would ask if I was someone else. So I need to work on it. But I same way I took away that like homework vibe of like, Oh, this is a thing I need to think about and have a, this is what I do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, and I probably, we probably should call it homework more. I think I've discussed my homework with each book and each chapter in terms of like, what did I do? What resonated? Yeah. But I think we should, going forward, we should refer to it as homework. Because it, there are things that with each book, each chapter that I feel like, for me, I put right into play. Um, so going forward, we're going to, we, you know, that'll be our thing, home, my homework. You know, and I, I got some good homework out of this book, which which is great, man. Got some yeah. really good homework out of it. Like all, some, all in all, this book is like a 10 of 10. Oh, it's, yes. And <laughs> when I say I got some good homework, like, I got enough. I got enough homework. Like, this is, like, all, like, real meaty stuff that totally opened my eyes to a whole nother way to, you know, position yourself when you're talking about com uh, customers. That's the thing. Like it totally changed the way that I position myself when it comes to customers. I like that you have two practice fields, you know, cause you could practice for 2400, the movement, and then you could practice the exact same thing. Yeah. To a different subset at work. Right. So you, you basically have two parallel tests that you can run on like, all right, well, let me create a brand script. What's the store's brand script? And then, Oh, what's 2400, the moon's You can literally run those in parallel. It's amazing. I, I don't even think you realize how much I know and I do 
when it comes to that what you just said i'm telling people let's 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 let the customer be the hero in in our whole bag carry out thing i told him like include the customer in tell him that you're going you know you're going head to head with your manager and you want to beat him in this in this contest so please you know i'll do a carry out for i know you don't need it but i'm gonna just do it so i can win like i'm like make them feel like the hero and ultimately they'll drive away and they'll go huh i didn't have to walk that cart back that was nice and and you know what i mean like i've literally said that to my crew like this book absolutely has infiltrated both worlds like heavy and it's awesome and just just think about how much more practical like for for all of this stuff that we're trying out and experimenting with and i mean the idea the the uh, conceit of the show right is that we don't know everything and we'll be able to learn more if we just read some books like that's it and mm -hmm. we don't necessarily care broadly speaking what the book is about they're mostly business i would say but yeah. we've had some history and we've had some economics we've covered, we've, we've we've played around breed breed brown has yeah. has entered me in the conversations <laughs> at work that are like you know how many people i've recommended that book to you know, a lot, like like a, a lot. lot, like a lot, like at least wow. a dozen people at work. But, you know, it's been everything. Thomas, I just got in, I just was having a conversation with someone about Thomas Solwell uh, at work. A uh, young lady who wants to write that form of literature, um, but on the total opposite side of Thomas Solwell. Sure. So we got to chatting and I was telling her like, yeah, I t you know, I like to be open to everybody. So like. You know, I even I I read a Thomas Sowell book not too long ago. You know, I think we were talking about like uh, um, Powernomics or one of the other books because I was saying like, oh, you want to write one of those type of books? And because her thing is about um, people of color, writing her book is going to be about like women of color and some sort. Forget what the exact details of her book was when we were talking, but she's a she's a literature student getting her. Uh, not doctors. I forget what she's getting. One of those, maybe masters master, or something, master or PhD or something. What I don't know. One of those. One of those yeah. higher, you know, where she's like got she's, like a, your, your girl's wicked smart. Yes, yes. <laughs> overachiever. You know, uh, four point grade point average, like all that. She's a. Yeah. But we're talking about Thomas Sowell. Like every book, I was telling someone about the mom tech. I've literally used these books in my everyday life. Like way more than I ever would imagine that I would would have, like podcasts, books, everything, man. It's it, it's definitely like opened me up to an understanding that I, you know, sort of had just because I'm like a, you know, we're we're people of like, hey, go be great, but now it's like even more refined. It's kind of like, oh, be great, but hey. I know someone that can help you in that area that you're trying to be great in. And, right. you know, seems like you want to, you know, get over your fears. Why don't you, you should read Bree Brown. It's a great book about the power of vulnerability. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of that. Stuff. It's, it's, it's dope. This whole thing has been, it's crazy. Yeah, it's good. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been fun. Right? It's in, Speaking yeah. of that, we got a, we got a, got a, a new book. book, right? Yeah. Um, so we've talked about Seth Godin a couple of times on the show over the your last. Your boy, your boy. Yeah, yeah call him my boy. 
Um, so he's like tremendously popular. I don't actually know much about him, like and where he came from, but he's got a very popular podcast and a very popular blog. Um, and I guess one of his most popular books, maybe, um, is called "This Is Marketing." Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're gonna we're gonna try out next and and see what we think of uh, Seth Godin in long form. I really only ever listen to his podcast, so this should be good. Yeah, yeah. The the, the reviews on it is crazy. You know, it, it, it's uh, five stars, and it's um, you know, you read read a lot of what uh, people have said about it, just in some of the comments and stuff like that. Is you know, he's got he's getting getting great responses from everybody with the book, and it was a New York Times bestseller as well. I think anything yeah. he does, like I, I think he's one yeah. of those people that like as soon as he writes a book, it's instantly a bestseller. Okay, got you. All he's that up stuff. There. So. Yeah, it, it's 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 very interesting and cool. Um, the thing, he, one of the things he he says all the times he he says that uh, he wants to make things better by making better things. And I think about that a lot because I'm like, huh, make things better by making better things. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got it's it's got such a hook, and he's got a ton of those hooks like in his podcast and his way of speaking. You know, I already took one and I've only listened ever to one, uh, Seth golden podcast, which is the one you sent me about how, uh, um, what was it? Uh, television kind of changed the, the whole world as we know, in terms of like it killed the big box store. It first it built radio radio built the big box store. You know, in terms of like all your, you know, your Walmarts, your Target, like all these like main Strawbridges, like I don't know what it was back in those days when radio was around, but you had Woolworths and all that craziness. And then TV comes, and then the early stages of TV was very much a global kind of thing. It was like, you know, you know, everybody kind of saw the same things all throughout the country. Then cable comes. And everything becomes local. You sounding familiar now? Yeah. Everything becomes really local and regional. And specific. And specific. And it changed the generation of kids who no longer was like in this herd mentality of, oh, I got to go here because everyone goes here. And this is the world. And we got to go to like Red Lobsters or TGI Fridays. And then all of these chain things just started, chain restaurants, chain clothing stores, all of these chains just started to die because I guess our generation or the generation slightly under us, they now value the mom and pop shop because of what cable TV has done, you know, led to the internet and all the small businesses. And it's like, you know, it's the whole three knocks and a kick to get in type of mentality where it's like, you're not cool unless you, you know, knock three times, uh, kick twice, and snap your fingers four times to get your sandwich. Yeah, you know what I mean? People love that. People yeah, love it, man. Yeah. So that was, that was, and now out of that podcast, I picked up the phrase, you just need a thousand customers. Mm-hmm. You know, a thousand customers. You get a thousand customers, you're set. You know? Oh, it's, you're so set. It's yeah. crazy how set you are. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's insane. So, all right, well, look, um, yeah. next week we'll start that book. I'll make some tweets about it and stuff like that. Uh, where can people find us, Vernon? You can find us at the processingblackandwhite.com. You can always give us a search 
on all your social media platforms at the process is black and white. We'll pop right up. All right. Talk to you next right. week. Yeah, no problem. See you.